0: Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in 1 Peter today looking at chapter 1, verses 13 to 17. As a Christian taking a close look at our salvation, today we get to look through the eyes of an obedient, holy child. In Bible times, if the men needed to move in a hurry for either work or battle, they had to gather up the ends of their long flowing robes by sticking them up under their belts to keep them from tripping or falling. We're not always who we think we are, but we are what we think. Your thoughts describe the real you. Do you understand that? Let me say that again. Your thoughts describe the real you. Those with lazy, idle, or careless thought life are not prepared for battle, or in other words, they have not girded up the loins of their minds. The 19th century Bible commentator uh, John Henry Jowett explains it this way, We should lay aside our laxity. Life should not be spent in idle reverie. Our movement should not be careless, sauntering. Our rest should not be thoughtless lounging. Life should be characterized by clear sight and definite thought, eager purpose, and decided ends. Be sober. Sober Sober-mindedness involves both self-control and clear thinking. A Christian should be careful not to allow himself to be intoxicated or controlled by any outside force, whether it be alcohol, pride, anger, bitterness, lust, laziness. Soberness has the connotation of being calm or collected in spirit, which keeps you from losing control of either your thoughts or your actions. So ask yourself, What intense temptations could cause me to lose control? What area of my life is out of control? Do I control my thoughts or do my thoughts control me? Now, Peter encouraged uh, these suffering Christians to hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, believers who are constantly mocked or misunderstood and ridiculed must must fix their hope fully on the promise of God's grace. By God's unmerited, unearned, undeserved gift of grace to you, He has made it possible for you to spend eternity with Christ. The phrase, hope to the end, has the concept of fully trusting or resting in God's future grace. You cannot rest or trust in what you have done for God, but only in what God has done for you. There will be no misunderstanding, suffering, persecution, or hate in heaven. With such a promise, you can endure a few years of suffering now. Jesus did. Remember Hebrews 12.2 tells us that Jesus viewed the shameful abuse and ridicule he suffered on the cross as nothing as he obediently gave his life for each of us. Peter is quite adamant that suffering and persecution are never to be used as an excuse for disobedient, unholy behavior. If you're suffering because you are selfish or sinful, you deserve to suffer. But if you're suffering because you're obedient to God, or because you no longer want to be involved in the lustful lifestyle of the past, or because you want to be uniquely identified with a holy, unique, one-of-a-kind God, that's another story. Now, Peter quotes from the Old Testament of Leviticus as he writes this, It is written, Be holy, for I am holy. That little three-word phrase in the middle of these verses, it is written, reminds us of one of the purposes of the written word of God. As Warren Wiersbe puts it, quote, The word of God reveals God's mind, so we should learn it. God's heart, so we should love it, and God's will, so we should live it. It's all about God. Can I say that again? The word reveals God's mind, so we should learn it. God's heart, so we should love it. And God's will, so we should live it. Be holy, for I am holy. God said this. This elementary truth was not made up by any standards freak or legalist. God wants us to be uniquely different than the lustful, ignorant disobedient children that he spoke about in verse 14 even Micah the Old Testament minor prophet caught hold of this truth as he penned uh, chapter 4 verse 5 for all people will walk everyone in the name of his God and we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever true genuine followers of any God little G God will seek to imitate the God they worship they will seek to emulate the character of their god and imitate the goodness of their god Uh, they want to be just like the god they love therefore i can describe your god by watching your life and so can your friends those who choose to be atheists they want no model to follow those who pretend to be satanists have chosen a god that allows them to satisfy any selfish or sensual desire they have God's written word is a perfect description of Jesus, the living word. A careful study of God's word gives us a wonderful, peaceful, joyful model to emulate and imitate. We are to be imitators, followers of God as His dearly loved children. 1 Peter one seventeen gives a balanced view of God. The God we pray to every day has no favorites and promises to judge or reward us according to our works. Death brings instant equality to all men. Riches, wealth, power, popularity, athletic ability, movie star status or government position are all set aside as we stand totally transparent before a holy judge. Uh, Live the years God gives you with respect and holiness. Life is too short to waste on disobedience and sin. Or, as the little kids' uh, song says, obedience really is the very best way to show that you believe. Well, our time's up. I hope you enjoyed the meditation today. And if you want more information, encourage your heart regarding fear, or or worry, or stress, or you want information on the Wilds Camp or the Wilds New England, just log on to randhumble.com. And I hope that today you have a good day.